Welcome to another episode of the Tiffany Talks Health and Wellness Podcast. Today's special guest is Liz Bloomfield. She is a nonprofit leader, storyteller, and coach, passionate about creating a more just world where everyone thrives. Welcome, Liz. Hi, Tiffany. Great to be here. Thank you. Thank you for gracing us with your presence. And just to start, would you please guide us through your backstory of how you learned that people who are deeply committed to helping others tend to lose their sense of self? Of course. Yeah. And my my story starts in a place of service. Uh, the early part of my career was in the military. And early on in my career, I was really privileged to work with a lot of people in the UK, in the US, in all other different other parts of the world who really cared and were deeply committed to serving others. And also ignited in me a real curiosity about how we all bring different things to a situation and that actually what might be considered to be a barrier actually can open doors in a way that we might not have expected, which is why I'm such a strong advocate for diversity and inclusion, but also in helping people be the person they want to be. They're not feeling like they have to be something else because society expects that of them. And so my early experiences really kind of had that, I had that really deeply rooted commitment to how do I create, how do I contribute to a world where that's more possible for more people. So I served in the military for about eight years. I deployed overseas. I was really fortunate to work with local communities in Iraq, in Bosnia, and in other parts of the world. And after I left the military, I worked in a support role within the police. And then I worked in the corporate sector in um, Siemens Energy, which is a big corporation, really committed to kind of energy, clean and energy infrastructure, working on wind power. Again, people who were deeply committed to the planet and creating clean energy. And so, again, all of those experiences expose me to people who care about stuff, you know, have a passion, want to make an impact, want to make the world a better place. And that's something I just I feel so lucky to have spent so much time around those people. And that was even more so the case when I transitioned to the humanitarian sector, where I was working with a whole range of different people, initially on the protection of civilians trapped in conflict situations, and then subsequently in disaster response, res responding to hurricanes, earthquakes, other natural disasters. But again, just seeing people who, when they saw danger, they ran towards it. They wanted to help people. Mm. And that really was a part of their identity. And that brought together, um, a number of different strands that I've really been passionate about throughout my career is a how can we all find a way in which to engage with things that we're passionate about how can we all find ways to identify the impact that we have in the world but also how can we do that in a way that isn't at the expense of our own well-being mm -hmm. and what I noticed is in some cases where people are really driven by a purpose. They might be an educator or a healthcare professional. They might be a humanitarian. They might be a parent. They might be a carer of a, an elderly relative. 
all of in all of these different areas and many more too people who are so dedicated to serving others sometimes can lose sight of what, of their own needs they may become disconnected with what they need in order to keep their cup full so that they continue to be of service to others and so that's what why i'm so passionate about the work that i do in my coaching practice with clients but it's also why i'm so passionate about the work that i do in my current role as the executive director of ripple effect images and at ripple we use visual storytelling to shine a light on solutions empowering women and children globally so we make films we do photography coverages we use animation to show what's working to show that actually although a lot of the media that we consume is very focused on the problems the difficulties mm -hmm. challenges victims the reality out there is that there's some incredible people so many incredible people that are making a positive change they're really making a difference and it's transforming the lives of their families and their communities. They don't always get the attention or the credit for it, but they're really making a difference. And so in the work we do at Ripple Effect Images, we're saying, let's shine a light on those people. Let's show that with the, with the right investment, with the right level of recognition of their service, that we can replicate those solutions, that we can create even more good in the world. And so the work that I do with Ripple Effect Images is really exactly that. Let's create a ripple. Let's mm. recognize what is good in the world. Let's do more of that. And let's spread that really positive impact. And so that's where those different strands of my life all come together. I really love the ripple images. I mean, I could I could just visualize this as you were speaking. And I've, I've mentioned this to you before, like it just makes my heart swell to know that you're doing that for other people. Because you're right, people who are doing which I believe is the most important work in the world are the ones that are not getting that visibility. And I think that they deserve to, to have that and you're providing that. So that is a beautiful thing. Um, and thank you for sharing about um, how you acknowledged about how people tend to lose themselves. And I know that you personally experienced that, right? A life transition when you became a parent. Um, and how did that affect your own identity and values? It really did. And I think at the time, I didn't really recognize it. Um, I um, have my son's quite late in life. I'd been in my, I'd lived my professional life for a long time. And when I'd face challenges professionally, I guess my, my go-to solution was to just work more, work through it, work harder, work longer. And suddenly when I had a little person that I was also responsible for, I couldn't do that. I couldn't just work, you know, right into the night because I had responsibilities to other people and so for a while I really wrestled with that I was like I'm not doing a good job in any of these fields I don't feel like I'm um, doing a good job professionally but I also feel like I'm not doing a great job as a mom either and that was that took me a, a while to to recognize and I think that's where sometimes we just there's just this this expectation of people that we just pile a bit more on and we pile a bit more on and then so, somehow they have to make it work and 
I just like making the space for people to acknowledge that when transitions happen, it does take time to adjust. It does need you to be willing to kind of sometimes physically, almost always emotionally and mentally let go of things um, and say, you know, those things that I previously felt were a priority are not as important anymore. And the challenge is people, especially people who are very service driven or people have um, a real commitment to and care to others, is that that can sometimes feel like they're failing people, that they're letting people down. Yeah. And I think making the space to for people to be able to articulate that, to explore where that's coming from, understand what might be behind that, is a really important part of enabling people to, to, to be the best version of themselves, but also to be able to serve in the way that they want to. And so, you know, the work that I do with individuals, I'm really focused on you know, reconnecting with that purpose, understanding how to supercharge your own energy and what that really takes, and then being able to increase your impact. But you can't do any, you can't increase your impact just by doing more and more and more and more. And I think that can be the real challenge. But I think also through the work with Ripple, what's so um, rewarding is is providing a space for, for people to be recognized, for people to be listened to. You know, there are so many people out there that are working day and night through really challenging circumstances to make things better for the communities that they serve and often without any recognition at all. And I think with Ripple, where we're able to amplify and elevate these extraordinary people, our hope is that it also enables them to be seen, to be recognized that actually they matter and the work that they're doing is transforming lives. And so I think that with Ripple, that's where we really see the benefit, not only of sharing um, this extraordinary work with the wider world, but also enabling that person to really understand how how incredible their contribution is. It's almost like you're you're validating people, not you know letting them be heard. So it's like their emotions are being validated, but their whole life's work is being validated as well. And people need that. I think we crave that that validation um, as humans. Yeah. Um, we need that. So that is that is extremely powerful with what you're doing with that. Um, and when you were mentioning how you didn't recognize, you know, about your own. Um, that you're not focusing on yourself, putting yourself first, how that was affecting you. I think, I mean, you hit the nail on the head with moms. I mean, I'm a mom, so I'm like, yep, mm -hmm, been there. I know exactly what she's talking about. Um, uh, so I think a lot of moms, a lot of women out there, and like you said, other caregivers and things like that, um, I don't think that they might not recognize it either. So how would you suggest to somebody who let's just say it's a mom or a caregiver and they're wondering, well, how do I know if I'm like that? What would you say to them? Like, how could they recognize that in themselves? So there's like some tips or something. Yeah. For me, it always comes back to storytelling because in the same way that in the work that I do with Ripple, we're focusing on how we're telling stories internally. I also really encourage people to look at the stories they're telling themselves about themselves. And sometimes that's quite hard to do. It does require you to dig deep 
um, and really think about what is the narrative I have in my head here about myself or about other people or about my situation? And is it true? You know, really challenge and say, is that really true? Maybe, you know, some for some people, journaling helps them make sense of some of that. Sometimes for people, it's about verbalizing it, maybe with a trusted friend, you know, but just trying, sometimes the things that we have in our head, we don't realize how much they're dominating our thoughts until we externalize them somehow. And then you think, whoa, I did not realize quite how much that was just occupying my brain, showing up um, so much in the thought patterns that I'm having every day. And so for me, that's the first step is, what are the stories you're telling yourselves do you understand? Do you, can you recognize them? Can you see them? And then, and then, you know, empowering yourself that you do have a choice to make that into a different story, to tell yourself another story. And I do an exercise with people sometimes where, you know, after we've externalized those stories, we think about how we could flip them. No, it's it's not be. It, it's just something we can absolutely control, so that. Rather than, you know, I don't have enough time in the day to do all of the things that are important to me, which I think most people can relate to on some level. The reality is that story isn't really helping, isn't really serving you in any way. And actually, it's stealing joy. It's stealing the joy from the really great things that we do have time to do. And so finding a way to reframe a story like that into, I know what's important. I know what the priorities are in my life and I'm I have enough time for those and the other things well they're nice to have but again it's like that it's that reframing because otherwise you can find yourself in this place where you're constantly trying to catch up or you're constantly chasing something like you know if I just had a few more hours in the day if I can just get on top of this particular task like you know once all the laundry's done it will be fine or once we get to like the school the vacant school vacation then there'll be things will ease off or once the kids go back to school you know there's so many what ifs um but but the reality is there's always going to be something and so the story that you're telling yourself about things is what ultimately will determine how much you're able to be present with the magical things that are around you but that because you're just running so fast to keep up you just don't have an opportunity to appreciate wow that was i love that little mic drop there moment where you said you know telling yourself that story that you don't have enough time like that right there is like because it's true and, and i think um we need to remember that we should be a priority, right? We should be the first priority because, you know, like you mentioned about being the best version of yourself, when you're at your best, you perform better in your job. You mm -hmm. are able to parent better with more patience, love and understanding and validating your little one's feelings, you know, as well as your own. You know, you're just able to be better. And I resonate with that personally because Every day I make sure before I start my day that I take care of myself mentally, physically, and spiritually because I've seen the contrast in when mommy doesn't do that <laughs> to when mommy does do that. And it just 
it affects every area of your life. I even see how it affects my relationship with my husband, mm -hmm. you know, with each and every one of my sons, my business energy levels, like it just affects everything. So that's, that's really important. And the other thing that came to mind when you said that the stories that you tell yourself is a lot of what I say is that I was believing the lies of my past trauma, which told me things. And I, you just tend to believe those things. So I love mm -hmm. that you're able to help people identify what those are, what stories you're telling people. And I thought about that too, the journaling um, and at just asking yourself those big questions. So if someone out there doesn't know, you just got to sit down and just ask yourself, like have a conversation, get personal. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, find yeah. out. and I always find with people like give yourself permission that at the end of doing it you can like screw it up and throw it down in the trash you like you don't have to keep that as a lasting memory of what was going through your brain but the act of writing it down will help you see that it's it's something that or is, that's in your head but that it's real it's something that's that's there in your head and and so sometimes people are, are wary about journaling because they're like yeah but then I have like a lasting record of whatever was going on in my head I was like, well a that's not a bad thing but also just say that after you've done it you're just gonna like rip it up um but I think I just I I see so often in myself but also with the people that I work with that so often people are not aware of what they're carrying and they're carrying it quite literally as a burden around. It's weighing on them. Yeah. All these stories, all of these stories that often in some way show up as not being good enough. It's some version of not being good enough. And the reality is that so often it's just not true. And yet we allow that to consume our mental energy in a way that we often don't even recognize. I, I love um working with people around understanding their saboteurs you know we all have different ones for some of us we really want to please other people um some of us we want to really control every aspect of a situation so we want to feel like we are in the driving seat other people it might be that for all kinds of reasons relating to their their past or their present circumstances are like hyper vigilant to everything that's going on around them it's like what could go wrong here what could go wrong in this situation i've got a plan and plan and plan because these are all the things that that could go wrong and there's lots of different ones and so i think it's um it's helpful to understand that it really is different for each of us like those stories that we're telling ourselves are a product of of our past past um our current circumstances our personalities all of those things are important to acknowledge but they also don't have to remain that way like as individuals we all are able to control how we write new stories for ourselves, how we reframe that in a way that serves us better. And I think particularly for people that have become, that are in, really do live in service of people, they've just, they've got so embedded into one story that actually they, everything else becomes, you know, secondary to that. And so that's why I, I'm really committed to supporting those people because I think that's where there's real opportunity for them to both um, have an increased impact, but also enjoy their life in a more fulfilling way. Um, it doesn't have to be one or the other.
And who doesn't want that to enjoy their life in a more fulfilling way? We all want that. And we, we can do. all have that. We deserve yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Men and I, alike. <laughs> one of the things, Tiffany, you know, I think sometimes we've, and this is, you know, this is the media. This is the media that we consume all the time, is that sometimes we've kind of been tricked into thinking that the perfect the perfect scenario that we all should be aspiring to, maybe it's laying on a beach or winning the lottery or having you know, some kind of um, really aspirational thing in our future. And yet the reality is that I don't think that's what we really want for our lives. We may be really craving a, a vacation or, <laughs> you know, because we're tired or we may want, you know, let things to be a little simpler in our day-to-day -day lives. But uh, most of the people that I encounter day-to-day love like 90% of their lives they wouldn't change things they just would like it to be a little bit easier and and I think that's where again the opportunity to really reflect on what like what is your happiness vision for yourself what does that look like if you could pick all the pieces what does that look like and I think when people are able to visualize that in a concrete way they realize that actually Sometimes it's just small tweaks. It's not a huge overhaul of their life. They're much closer than they think they are, but actually reframing their mindset and their stories helps them better understand how they could enjoy where they are now. You know, that's really beautiful, but I just have to ask you, is there a story behind that picture behind you? Because it's, it's, it's a gorgeous picture and I keep gravitating towards it. <laughs> story behind that picture it's stunning it um this picture was taken by annie griffiths who is the founder of ripple effect images she's oh. a national geographic photographer um indeed she was one of the first female uh, photographers at national geographic so she really does have an extraordinary mm -hmm. legacy she's um this picture is um in uh, pakistan and it is beautiful um and it's one of the coverages of that Ripple has done uh, featuring solutions empowering women. So yeah, it's definitely a really powerful image. Um, but you know, one of one of fifty thousand beautiful images that Ripple has. We have such a talented cadre of photographers and filmmakers who also are people that are deeply committed to make a difference. You know, they're extremely talented professionals, but they also feel a huge burden of responsibility to shine a light on what they've seen in their travels and and this particular group of photographers is is really committed to showing what's working to showing the solutions to showing the change makers the people who are getting it done and so yeah very fortunate to be able to utilize their talents to show the rest of the world just just how many incredible people there are out there I love that. That's it's a beautiful thing. It's just it's such a gorgeous picture. I want to see if I can highlight it a little bit right there. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, wow. That it, it's just it speaks to you. Yeah. Yeah. It's gorgeous. It is. I love that. Well, Annie is is a, a truly talented photographer, but she's also an incredible human as well. Um so yeah. Very lucky to work with her. Um so 
I know you also, you mentioned coaching, right? So you actually help people with coaching. Can you share with us one of your favorite success stories of how you helped somebody who may have been in that space where they're just not, you know, putting themselves first and how is it that they came out of that? Yeah, for sure. I worked with an an incredible woman earlier this year who had had a very successful career in the healthcare sector. She started out as a nurse. She worked her way through the management structure and became a very senior manager in the healthcare sector. Very accomplished, very effective. She took a break to um, have two kids pretty close together. Um, And then a bunch of life circumstances changed. She moved to a different country. She moved lots of things happened and and she lost her way a little bit she was like i over such a short space space of time what i knew which was being a very competent and accomplished professional just vanished overnight and now she was you know had two kids under two um living in a completely different community um it was a lot to deal with it was overwhelming her support networks had had changed significantly and so you know the work that we did together was 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 a lot about redefining her story redefining who she was her identity had changed and she was happy about that she didn't want to change where she was in her life she just wants wanted to understand herself better and so, you know, the work that we do together, we did together um, and I do with clients in similar circumstances is about that. It's about what what is your story? What is the impact that you want to be having? It might be different to what it was five years ago. It might be different to what you want it to be in five years time. But what do you want it to be now? Um, and then, you know, with that awareness, with that consciousness, with that understanding of some of the things that you've been carrying you can slowly let that go. Like, well, that just doesn't serve me anymore. So that is gone. Um, and I think that's where awareness and consciousness is everything. You know, like sometimes our, our saboteur voices can be telling us a story that's just taking to our, us to this place of being a victim, of feeling like things are happening to us. And then sometimes that then swings into being kind of angry, we, we might be mad with the situation or, or another person or our circumstance or ourselves, but we're, we're, pretty, we're pretty conflicted. But, but by exploring further, by understanding what might be some of the limiting beliefs or assumptions, some of our stories, again, that we're telling ourselves, we can get to a place where we're more at peace, where we're more energized, where we feel more connected with ourselves and our lives and our purpose. And that's a much more fulfilling place to be. And it doesn't require a person to change. It just requires them to lean into who they always were. Uh, and that's that's the way that I like to work with people that we're not, uh, we're not looking for some massive overnight transformation. We're just simply freeing up the space for you to be you. And that's really, that's, you know, that's a, a real opportunity to, to enable someone to, to live their best life. 
That's beautiful. Um, you have such beautiful words. I love the way that you speak about this. You can you can hear the passion behind your words. Um, you said some really great stuff, but um, before I let you go today, I wanted to know if you could speak to that person that might really need to work with you, that person that really needs this help in identifying who they are, that want that person that needs to free up that space. Um, what can you say to them to inspire them, to motivate them today? Yeah, well, well, first and foremost, you are good enough. You know, you don't need to be different. You don't need to change who you are. What I can help people do is understand what the stories might be that might be causing them to think that they're falling short in some way. And so, you know, I always start from a place of you are good enough. You will, you have always been good enough. You will always be good enough. But think about how this, take a moment each day or in when you're feeling particularly anxious or if something doesn't feel like it's going right, just pause in that moment and understand what's the story here? What's the story I'm telling myself? And is it accurate? And what could I do to reframe that story? And I think sometimes those are really micro moments. Um, you know, it might be just at one moment during the day when you're just feeling a little overwhelmed. Sometimes it's a little more, you know, it's on a larger scale. It might be something to do with, with something more substantive in their life. But but always pause, give yourself the space to think about what's really going on there. What is the story that you're telling yourself? And is there a way that that could be reframed that will better serve you in that situation? And But always coming back to the fact that you're enough. I felt that. I, I, I put myself in the audience and I just let you, do, your words pour into me because it's always good to hear that you are enough. So thank you for that personal reminder and to all the listeners out there. Um, so if you'd like to connect with Liz, you'll see her website in the ticker below, and I'll have all of her links in the description box. Thank you so much, Liz, for coming on today and sharing all of your beautiful wisdom. Thank you, Tiffany. And thanks for the work that you do in, in serving your community. I really do appreciate your up, up living, uplifting energy. Thank you so much. Yes. Um, it's like, um, I think you and I are in such alignment and it's such a beautiful thing. It's like the, the feeling is mutual. I, I respect and admire and love the work that you do because you're, you're really, really helping people that I feel like that deserve to be helped and seen. So the feelings mutual. <laughs> Thanks, Tiffany. Thank you to all you podcast listeners. We will see you on the next episode. Bye now.